Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode for Wall of Media. Unfortunately, we are not able to do the usual rewind. We're going to push that back, schedule that for next month. WWE Network in Canada, if you don't know, is going through some, let's say, creative changes. And we are going to have to make new arrangements to watch the pay-per-views. We're in progress, but not able to resolve for this month. So we're going to set that back for next month. And in the meantime, we wanted to give you some content. So we're going to play a game of over-under. I am, of course, Kyle Joseph, joined with me, as always, Rylan Turner. Rylan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to do something different. We we had a problem. We were faced with a problem. And I, I should preface this by saying, I never get a phone call from Kyle. So when Kyle, when I saw that Kyle was was get, was calling me on the phone, I knew that something was going to be different tonight. So I'm excited to get into this, but I'm also very excited because Kyle, we have a guest. We do. Uh, do you want to introduce our guest? It's Mad Dog Mick Holly. Welcome back. Hi. Mick. Welcome back. You're you're here for the in the new era. You've crossed over from Wednesday to just to to Wallop. I have. I enjoy the uh, rebrand, so it's uh, fantastic, and uh, I'm absolutely honored to be a part of the new era. So today we're going to be playing a little bit of game called Overrated Underrated, where we are going to go through a list of wrestlers. I've compiled a list of 50 WWE wrestlers, and we're going to go one at a time, determining whether we think that wrestler is overrated or underrated. I would say criteria for this, for the most part, at least as far as I'm sort of looking at this, isn't necessarily how they're being booked, but rather how they're perceived sort of amongst the wrestling community, how you feel that they're represented and whether or not you feel that that representation is fair or not enough or maybe a little bit too much. So we're going to get started. Everyone excited to, to give this a shot? Yes. I, we're, I feel like between the three of us, this is going to be last for the next while. So I know we said it uh, kind of behind the scenes, but uh, I think I'll have maybe some extra spicy takes because I've been very casual lately in my uh, wrestling fandom. I uh, keep up with things on Twitter and, uh, you know, some Facebook scrolling and whatnot. But uh, I think really the last thing I watched was the Rumble, maybe. And even then it's been it's been pretty lax. So uh should be interesting. I might be a little outdated on some of my thoughts. Rylan, I'm going to start with you on this one. First name I've got here is AJ Styles. Um, you know, if you would have asked me this question while he was in Impact or New Japan, I would say underrated. I think this guy's right where he belongs. Uh, I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's just right in the middle there. He's my favorite wrestler. Um, and I, but I, but also just with the career he's had, um, all over the world and even so in the wwe like let's not forget this is one of the rare guys who in an era of time when john cena was beating everybody he beat up john cena and did it multiple times in great matches um and has really i think solidified his uh hall of fame worthy career in in the wwe so i think he's right where right where he belongs uh mick aj styles um, I think that he's actually a little underrated. 
maybe not so maybe maybe not so much uh, in the way he's booked or utilized because you know he is getting on in age and he's not uh, you know maybe not as quite as physically phenomenal as he used to be. Um, but I think that story wise, I think he could still be doing more. Uh, there, I, I'm not really aware of much that's going on with him current story wise, but I just think that, uh, you know, he's a good hand and he's always fun to watch. And I think that he could be a little more involved in the week to week programs, but it's probably nice for him to get a break too. So this might be a little bit of a travesty, but I'm going to take the, you have to go out with the spicy take right away. If you ask me over the course of his career where AJ Styles is rated, he is criminally underrated because he spent so much of his career working for smaller promotions and not getting nearly as much due as he deserved. He was a a shining bright spot in some of those bad TNA years. But if you're asking me right now, I think we're, I think we're a little bit too high on AJ Styles. I think, I think that he is still an incredibly talented wrestler, but if we're talking about listing off new the main eventers of WWE right now, I could easily give you 10 names that I'd be telling you I'm more excited about than, than AJ Styles at this point in time. And that's not to say he's not incredibly valuable and incredibly talented. He obviously is still very talented. I just, I think we still give AJ Styles the benefit of the doubt from the years and years and years of service rather than our assessment of him today. That's fair. I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Even though it looks like Rylan's going to fight you. Yeah, you can't see Rylan's face right now, but like, he just sort of broke for a little bit there. All right. Uh, we're going to do the next one, Rylan. We'll start with you again. Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is underrated. Uh, definitely. And I think he's always been underrated. I think that this guy obviously rushed right through the NXT system to the main roster. And that was a big downfall for him. Uh, some positive things I think is pairing with um, Titus O'Neil for a small period of time. There were him and they were pe- uh, paired together as Titus worldwide, I believe. Yeah. Him and, and Dana Brooke. Um, and I believe they also had Dana Brooke as well. I enjoyed that for what it was. I think uh, certainly didn't have enough TV time or legs to get anybody in that group over. But um, I think that they made an attempt to change the character and they went with the um, African Prince character. And that was, I, I have a hard time with that because I know he was very involved with that one. So my thoughts are good on him for trying something different and good on him for, for he, he, you can't say he didn't make an extra effort with that, with that gimmick. But now being removed from that, and back in NXT, like, I feel like this is a guy who obviously doesn't light your, the world on fire or hasn't lit in the world on fire with a promo yet in the WWE. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I, but I feel like this guy's so great in ring and I don't know how they don't see this guy could be great for the company if utilized properly. This would be a guy who I would love to see. It looks like on SmackDown there, Bobby Lashley is is, is building a, a second Hurt business with the Street Profits, and there's been tease of Bianca being in that as well. Apollo Crews would be great for that. But that's just my That's fair. Mick? Honestly, I think he's right where he should be, man. It's He's a uh, – charisma-wise, he's an absolute black hole. 
Uh, he can't really, you know, his promos aren't anything, not, not even like, he can't even say special. They're just kind of not really good. Uh, dude's an absolute physical specimen and he's very talented in the ring. He's, uh, he's skilled at what he's doing, but I don't think he's going to knock any boots off. I'm saying he's, he's fine where he is personally. Um, I think he's underutilized, but I don't think he's underrated. That's fair. I I tend to agree with Rylan. I think that Apollo Crews is criminally underrated. I don't understand why they could not develop a character for this guy for the long time, longest time. He wrestled on the Indies as under the name Uha Nation. Like, if you can't hear that name and immediately put together a character for that, I don't understand how you're going to be able to. Why? Yeah. And so I've never understood with the WWE why that was the choice of him. Him going back to NXT, I thought, was really, really good in the brief moments that they had him do it. And we'll wait and see where things go with him. He is one of those guys that it's always very interesting to me that there are a few guys that WWE will keep around and keep signing under contracts because they do not want to, under any circumstance, let them go. And Apollo Crews seems to be that that person. To me, that's a sign of something, so I'm going to say underrated. I'd actually We're like in- to see him with the North American title. Mm, I agree. We're going to try to keep these things going. This is going to be a long show. Um, so we'll try to keep these hustling a little bit. Rylan, Asuka. She's right where she belongs too. I, I would lean a little bit towards underrated in the sense that like she hasn't always had the shine on her that she does, I think, now. And I don't even think the gimmick right now is super awesome. I just think that overall she's a great performer, uh, always great in the ring. Uh, I think a- always a, a super personality too. Like The woman doesn't speak English well, but she's never needed to. There's never been a moment where... I haven't gotten everything I needed from that character out of either her speaking in Japanese or not speaking at all. So that's one thing I'll always give Asuka. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's right where she belongs. Mick? Uh, I think she's slightly underrated. I'd, uh, I think the same thing I agree with Rylan is that uh, she also, she hasn't always had the shine that uh, some of the uh, other, um, I guess probably more uh NXT kind of brought up th- through the system have uh, have gotten. Um, she obviously got the majority of her work experience in Japan and everything else, but uh, she is she's well on her way to being a, a workhorse in the WWE as well. Like if there's if they said tomorrow you know she was retiring, like she has a spot in the uh, the Hall of Fame. I think just on her NXT run alone. Pardon me, <clears throat> but um, I think she could have gotten a little more than she got. Uh, but she's she's not treated unfairly anyway. Asuka's a hard one for me. She is, I I feel like I'm in that same spot, a little bit underrated. I think people obviously think the world of her, but I think there's still even more. There's another level to Asuka that I feel like, especially in the main roster, we haven't quite gotten to. And I'm hoping that, honestly, if we can get that match with EO Sky. Yes. That I feel like that would be that has a chance if it's given the time and the shine that could tear the house down. Rylan Baron Corbin. Ooh, ooh, this is interesting because this is like there's a recency thing here. Um, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin is underrated because when he's in there with guys like Ricochet. Anybody who can move and is an obvious workhorse, Baron Corbin has great matches with these guys. Baron Corbin gets a lot of heat 
off the fact that he has been this character that Vince has kind of shoved down our throats, but it doesn't take away from the ability to be able to make guys like Chad Gable. And like I said, Ricochet look amazing, even in defeat. So there's that also this NXT thing that he's done going back and stripping down all of those characters and then just being this new person and beating Gable Steveson in his debut match. I, I think there's that. Mick, I think underrated we were, for Corbin. If we were to have this discussion last year, I'd say absolutely overrated. Get the off my screen. I don't want anything to do with happy Corbin. I don't want anything to do with that system. Um, however, as I said, one of the few things I have seen is he went back to the lone wolf. And man, I dig it, dude. I was saying that for a long time. He has to go back to that character. Um, his, his entrance music in those eras were always just badass. Like he seemed like an actual physical threat in, uh, in NXT. And he was just kind of almost like it was like a hyper jobber push on the main roster. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, right now I'd say maybe underrated guys are, guys are sleeping on him. He might have a good place back on the main roster, but I like where they're going, where, where they're taking with him. I don't hate the dude. That's for sure. Uh, it's a clean sweep. Baron Corbin has a top 10 finisher in the WWE right now to go along with to go along with a top five signature move in deep six. I I've always been pretty high on Baron Corbin in terms of what he's able to do if they give him the right opponent. I agree with you totally. His run for in King of the Ring and that especially that final against Chad Gable, people forget about how and we'll get to him too, but people forget about just how good Baron Corbin was for a while, and I really do think the feud with Seth and the feud with Roman are what completely buried him. And that wasn't all on him. No, definitely not. And I I will say, too, like, I think he does get a lot of heat for the fact that that retirement match with Kurt Angle was a terrible Mm. match, but also not all on him, considering that Kurt's come out and said that the time off that he spent between wrestling and his WWE run where he wrestled very little just changed his body. So there was never going to be a great Kurt Angle match. Even if you had it with John Cena, it wasn't going to be a great final Kurt Angle match. Should have been against Taz. At least with what they did. (laughs) (laughs) At least with what they did, they put over somebody who was an up and comer. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Bailey. Rylan. I think Bailey's always been underrated. I think that her work is fantastic. The heel turn, nobody knew what was going to come of it, but I think she's always done very well with it. The comeback with um, damage control, I think it has been great, but like, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, crap on too much of what Triple H has done since he got back. But I also don't think that that run has been super awesome either. Like these women have won the tag titles a couple times and, and that's fine. And dandy. It's starting to play out now, but now it looks like Bailey's going to be out for another significant amount of time or could be anyway. So this story is going to take a, a, another, it's going to be another story that might not end when it should end. Um, but no, I, I, th- and I think that, when you talk about the four horsewomen in uh, WWE, 
I think that Bailey's the one that everyone just kind of, at the time anyway, just kind of went like, yeah, she's good, but she's got that goofy gimmick with the ponytail and she hugs everybody. So we don't take her as seriously as we take the other three. And I think it has shown over the years. Um, the heel run, I think, changed it a little bit, but underrated for Bailey. Mick. Bailey. I think, uh, again, underrated. I don't think she's been underutilized. Like, the injuries have definitely slowed her down over the years. Um, but, like, I got, I, I've got absolutely zero shame in saying I popped huge when she debuted on the main roster. Obviously, being an NXT fan, especially during those days, I was thrilled that she came up and uh, I was kind of bummed out they weren't doing more with her. She definitely had that, uh, you know, the kid friendly female John Cena thing going for her, even with her first uh, gimmick. And I, not necessarily I want to see her go back to that, but I do think kind of the mean girl gimmick is starting to play out a little bit. So, uh, talent wise, underrated. Uh, but I don't think that WWE has uh, has done her any wrong either. I'm gonna give She's Bailey a multiple a time champion. Oh yeah, I'm gonna give Bailey a push. Uh, my biggest reason for that, uh, I think she's sort of where she, she belongs at this point in time, especially now with the heel character. But my biggest reason for that is I want to see her go back to being a baby face and see what that run looks like yeah. before I give any assessment on Bailey, because I feel like Bailey is so much could be so much more as a baby face. And I would sort of like to see that. And the fact that the main roster, they never got the character. They turned her into, you know, a child rather than a face. Didn't make any sense. That kendo stick match, man. Um, (laughs) Rylan, Becky Lynch. Um... Certainly not overrated, not underrated. I think she's right where she belongs. She's a woman who didn't come up with the most fanfare of all of the um, the, the four horsewomen, but certainly I think at one at one point became the most popular of all of them. Uh, is she still there now? I think so to a certain degree. The, the Trish feud has been good to, I, I think, keep her busy and keep her out of the title picture enough where people are starting to really care about her at that level again. Uh, this woman got herself over, um, with a great catchphrase by, and getting her nose broken and she just turned it into a million bucks. So like, definitely, I think she belongs right where she is. Mick, Mick, Becky Lynch. Uh, I've got absolutely nothing against Becky. I've always been a fan of her and I always wanted to see what she could do. Uh, she had a fantastic run with, the uh, as she led up to the man and within the man and then all the big time Beck stuff was kind of crazy she's had some huge matches and huge uh part well, i think i think she's a little overrated honestly uh you know she's got a great character she's got a great look she's got uh, uh an okay technical ability but uh i don't think she's i i think she got lucky with the way that her story worked out and i don't think that she would have done that without that uh i mean honestly nia Jax made her a star completely by accident um and good for her i'm happy for her i have zero like uh, negative on it, but I think she's a little overrated. I'm going to agree with Mick, not because of any in-ring stuff. I think that Becky Lynch is, in fact, a little bit underrated when it comes to in-ring. But I... It is the Stone Cold effect. As the man, Becky Lynch was an amazing character, was must-see TV week in, week out. People sleep on how important that character was in the build-up towards the match against Ronda Rousey. Not quite 
they didn't quite stick the landing with some of that stuff towards the end, even before the the match was a little bit disappointing on the back of a mania that was three hours too long. But the thing that I would say is that this character hasn't really stuck in the way that the man did. Big Time Bex just never quite worked. Part of that is just the fans never really wanted to boo Becky Lynch. But I feel like the limitation for Becky Lynch was that she is truly great as that character. I feel so the same way about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Truly amazing as the Stone Cold character. But you saw once the character started to, they tried to change it or manipulate it or whatever it was, it just wasn't the same thing. I feel like I feel the same way about Becky Lynch. That's not necessarily a knock on her. That's more WWE should probably move back towards something to that effect or give this heel character, what a tweener they have her in, uh, a refresh. If they want to make her a heel, they need to give her a, a heel direction. Rylan, Bianca Belair. I think she's right where she belongs. I think that the time that she spent on the main roster didn't start off super hot, but once she got there, she got to the top and she really has not stayed anywhere near, or sorry, she really has not left the top since she got to the top. Uh, She dropped the title to Becky Lynch very controversially, but the story ultimately was her defeating Becky Lynch in what I would say was that year's WrestleMania is like probably the match of the night, whenever night that was um, in the two nights. And honestly, like she continues to be fantastic. She is a super athlete. And I think like she's been recognized as somebody who can carry if she needs to, like uh, she held that title for a long time. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely thinking she's right where she belongs. Mick, Bianca Belair. Yep, I agree. I think she's exactly where she belongs. Um, she was not uh, necessarily someone I was um, really, uh, re- not not necessarily following, but it wasn't like I was really rooting for her or against her. I just said she was there. Um, but uh, she definitely proved herself. I think her last title run was a little too long. Uh, I think it needed a little more to it. But uh, otherwise, like so I said, she's definitely not underrated, but uh, she's not overrated either. I do think that the shine has fallen off at Bianca Belair enough that I'm willing to say that she is underrated because not by like a huge amount or anything like that. But the big thing is that she delivers in big matches in ways that few people do when it, it's one thing to, you know, be able to go through it week after week and put put it in, keep everyone interested and engaged every week. There's something to that, and there's an importance to that. But there's also something to when the chips are down, it's time for a big money match that so that person can deliver on that match. And there's a few people in the company who are truly, truly great at that. And I think Bianca Belair has a highlight reel of high touted top level matches that for somebody who is as new to the main event scene and the main roster as she is, is really, she don't, wasn't even really pushed before she won the rumble. She was wrestling on main event, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple months before she won the rumble. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I do think there's still, 
more people should be giving her credit for because I don't know that she gets into that four horsewoman conversation. I think she belongs closer to that level, even without the longevity. She's definitely one of the top uh, female stars for sure. Yeah. Big E, Rylan. Underrated. Um, I think that this guy has so much charisma, so much um, in-ring ability, and is such a unique. He has such a unique physique, um, and just this guy can do everything. He can do comedy. He can do. He can be serious. He's you know proven that that the crowd will get behind him if you give him an opportunity to have that title. I think that title was just. Unfortunately, he was a uh, innocent bystander of a Brock Lesnar title reign that was going to happen, whether the fans wanted it or not. And unfortunately, with the neck injury, we don't really know where his career sits. And if this is if today or tomorrow he came out and said that he was retiring, I think that he was underutilized and was very underrated. Mick, Biggie, I couldn't agree more. That Biggie is an absolute rock star. Uh, I think that if he didn't get injured, we'd be having a different discussion today because I still think that he would have had another another run at that title. And, I mean, you know, he's a sleeper for me. I think that uh, I would love to see him be able to come back and take the title off Reigns. But uh, is it going to happen? Hard to say. You know, thoughts and prayers, I guess, uh, for what they're worth. But, uh, you know, it's a shame, man, because Big E could have been an absolute megastar. Next are tough, man. Next are tough. Yeah, Biggie is a charisma machine. I I don't. There are a few wrestlers in history who have as much physical charisma as Biggie does, and that's saying something. Given that's the whole game right there. So, yeah, Biggie is is on another level. Big meaty men slapping meat. All time great line. This Here's is a, a guy who. Hold on. This is a guy who has a gif of him eating popcorn, and people use it for non-wrestling conversations. Like, that, that that's how much charisma this guy has. Rylan, here's a fun one for you. Bobby Lashley. Well... I I'm I would say he's underrated. I think that this guy is for a big man pretty capable in ring. Obviously dependent upon who he's in there with. No one's getting a good match out of the Omos. <laughs> um but I think that this guy took a chance on himself and went to Impact Wrestling all those years ago and his first run didn't really do anything but when he came back, he kind of had this run on top that sort of shaped the character that you saw when he was in the hurt business obviously toned down a little bit but with some of the same players obviously with mvp um i think that this guy has a lot left in the tank and that's saying something because he is in his 40s and i don't think he's in his early 40s either um but i i I think that there's something to be said about how few world title runs this guy's had uh, and considering, you know, the, I, I think he looks like a megastar. Like this guy, this is one of the best looking men in a suit that you'll ever, you'll ever find, ever. And this guy's had two world title runs. So, Mick, Bobby Lashley. I think uh, if we're talking about like the the overall like general more like internet wrestling community, I actually don't think he's overrated. 
or uh, sorry, I don't think he's underrated. I think that people do appreciate what he's done, what he's accomplished, what he brings to the table. I would say that he was criminally underutilized throughout his entire career, though. Like this guy should have been way bigger of a star than he is. He has all of the tools and the ability to do so. I just think that, uh, you know, he was at the wrong place, wrong time. I still think that it's criminal that, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't latch down on the Brock Lesnar phenomenon with him when, uh, when they could have, they had all sorts of absolute uh, like crazy matchups that they could have made while he was still within his prime. And I think they just kind of missed the boat on him. So, you know, is he ever going to be a hall of famer? Who knows? You know, should he be, you know, maybe if they booked him right, but again, this isn't necessarily about booking. Um, but I don't, I don't think that he is, underrated at least by you know the fan the fandom or upper mid card lashley um yeah i'm i'm with mick i think that we sort of see bobby lashley about where we should see him at this stage in his career not that he's not an excellent wrestler and he can deliver on some solid matches with some fellow Haas wrestlers. Part of it is, which is very odd for wwe they don't have a lot of hosses in the sort of major scene right now which is a very new problem for WWE. And we'll sort of talk about another one coming up, or a couple coming up. But yeah, I think Bobby Lashley is about where he's at. Again, criminally underrated. And thought experiment. Imagine if, for throughout Bobby Lashley's career, he was given Paul Heyman instead of Brock Lesnar. Would we be talking about two very different careers? Very possible. I mean, he's had some stankers too. I mean, we well, can't Paul forget Bobby Lashley's sister, <laughs> right? But that was not his fault, man. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Lest we forget that Sami Zayn was the the rivalry in that one. Oh fuck! I completely forgot about that. Holy that was Sami Zayn. Lord, Sami Zayn has got had. We'll we'll talk about him later. He has had some truly hilarious luck with WWE, and he has spun gems out of some truly terrible, terrible stuff. But you can't save everything, and that was one of the things you couldn't. Rylan, I'm excited to start with this one for you, Braun Strowman. Uh this guy's overrated. I've never been on the Braun Strowman train. Um, I just I don't know. He's never really he's. Impressive in some ways, and I will say the shape that guy has gotten himself into from beginning of career to where he currently sits is pretty phenomenal. Like, he he looks great. It's just, I've never really found any of the matches that he's had to be super entertaining, maybe with Brock, but like, sometimes I think Brock adds that little that little realism effect, like when he punched him in the mouth and told him <laughs> to slow the fuck down. Um that that kind of makes the match a little bit more special. But other than that, no, like there's been nothing really. Uh I it's Shane McMahon stuff was terrible. Uh just him as a character. I just I think maybe the only thing I've ever seen him do that I thought was great was when he was feuding with Elias and he came out on the stage, on the raw stage with the giant cello <laughs> to combat the uh, acoustic guitar. I think that was prime Braun Strowman for me, but other than that overrated he he brought down uh he used a grappling hook and brought down stage equipment on uh, uh, brock lesnar and roman reigns he flipped over an ambulance like there was a run there where braun was a big deal and was great television uh mick i'm curious what you think about braun Strowman. so 
I th- I'm thinking back to Strowman versus Reigns because that feud was absolutely fantastic. You know, it brought us the golden line. Roman Reigns is garbage. Now you can be garbage too. When he tossed, uh, oh, who the hell did he? He tossed one of the the, the smaller guys into uh, into a, into a dumpster, and he delivered that line, which was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, current day, maybe like I'd say like post. WWE release and rehire. I think he's probably again maybe a little underutilized, but a little overrated, if that makes any sense. Um, but I I think he was kind of slept on when he was at his peak. I think he's long past his prime now, but uh, you know, again, I think he's kind of where he should be. I'm gonna be kind. I'm gonna give Braun Strowman a push. Just because if for nothing else, there's nobody else like Braun Strowman. And the reality is, is that Monster Braun Strowman, for a company that has prided itself on having really good monster talent, Monster Braun Strowman might have topped them all. And I still think that that's in there if they want to use it. And I don't know why WWE wouldn't want to do that. Even if it's just an upper mid-card kind of run, you know? There's value to that. Just keep away from EC3. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh Jesus. Um that whole company was hilarious. Anyway, here's a fun one. Rylan. Ray Wyatt. I'm stuck on this one. I'm mm-hmm. stuck on this one because I think horribly underrated in a sense that he has not been presented the way he should. However, and we're at kind of a, a point now where we're starting to hear rumors that he might show up at SummerSlam or Payback or one of these shows and might, you know, be doing something else. I I think that this run with the company since October or when it, it's whenever the, the the White Rabbit thing started has been a really big letdown. And honestly, he had a match with LA Knight at the Royal Rumble with, that was, well, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Um, was pretty much a shit show. And then he pretty much disappeared. I don't remember if he had another feud after that. I don't think he did. And where has he been? So for Bray Wyatt, unfortunately, on this night, you are getting the big old overrated. Mick. See, I actually thought that that was going to be a hot take because I was going to say he's overrated. Uh, I think uh, a few years ago, he had something special, even before The Fiend, because The Fiend was a kind of a cool character, but I liked where he was going uh, post-Wyatt family, but just kind of, more of a was kind of just like the grunge rocker in between characters. I think he had something going for him, and then it just kind of took a dump, and I think Randy Orton kind of killed him. Uh, once that feud was over, there was really nothing left. He came back as Fiend and he was, uh, again, I mean, not really underutilized because he was still in the picture, but he never won any meaningful feuds. He was never really part of anything bigger other than a work up to lose. Um, but he still seems to be continuously pushed by maybe not so much the company, but just like the, the overall uh, like the online always talking about how, how, you know, much of a genius he is and, uh, you know, how much of a, like he's been let down by the company. And I was like, I don't know, man. Cause I just don't see the magic in him, especially not now. So I'm, I'm going to say he's overrated. It's a clean sweep. And I'm going to say for different reasons because Bray Wyatt, well, I think <laughs> is 
a creative mastermind. And Absolutely. he's proven that time and time again. He's never been able to translate the character into wrestling. The closest he came was Bayou Bray. And I thought Bayou Bray was a really magical run that people sleep on. As much as people really love The Fiend, really, if you look back on it, aside from, I think, the strap match with Daniel Bryan, and aside from the funhouse, what are we talking about for that run? Whereas I do think Bayou Bray really found a way to translate it into the wrestling ring. Some of it didn't work. Boy, has Randy Orton had just been the curse of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> but this, the most, the recent stuff, the thing about the character is it can be this weird, creepy horror character, but it has to find a way to translate into the wrestling company. Why is this person a wrestler? That question has to be answered. And for some characters, it's pretty obvious why they're a wrestler. Like, I don't need, you know, The Miz or Cody Rhodes to explain to me why they're a wrestler. I do need Bray sometimes. It gets a little bit off base. Sister so yeah, Abigail I, is a fucking sweet move, though. <laughs> I like that move. It, it is unique. Especially when he, like, when he led it with the dance in one spot of time. It was really good. Yeah. Um, Rowan, this is another fun one. Brock Lesnar. Where are we at in Brock Lesnar in 2023? Right where he belongs. I, he's not overrated. He's not overrated because look at, look at, like, we look at early Brock Lesnar and the guy was killing it with matches with The Undertaker, Kurt Angle. Like, he, his original run, while did not end great with this stinker that him and Goldberg had at WrestleMania 20, um, it, it had some really great high points. Uh, a lot of stuff with Kurt Angle in, in particular. Eddie Guerrero, he was the guy who who, who had the match with, that crowned Eddie Guerrero, the WWE champion. Sorry, guys. Um, and it was a great match. So then there's then you have the comeback, and the comeback was shaky in the beginning. Uh, you know, like he's feuding with guys like Triple H and John Cena, and guys that you know don't get me wrong were stars at the time, but like it always felt like it was kind of removed from everything else on the show. It always kind of felt like this is not actually a part of Monday night raw or Friday night SmackDown or whatever. It was its own thing. So that, it, but again, Stark, he, he's a star. Then you get into the post beating the undertaker thing. And, um, I don't know if I would have ever had him beat the undertaker. If, you know, like, if I if we can go back, I might change that, but I don't know. Um, my my final point though about Brock is coming back as Cowboy Brock Lesnar, uh, reinventing himself as this baby face that the people genuinely took to. They loved his shit, um, and that was after years of being this sinister heel who was just like the killer of everything. He killed the streak. Then a few years later, he you know was riding a fucking tractor down to the ring to split it against Roman Reigns, like, and people love it. So Brock Lesnar, I think, is right where he belongs. Mick Brock Lesnar. Yep. Uh, again, I think if you he's he's been overpushed way too often. He's been in the title scene when he hasn't even needed to be. The whole uh, like return of Goldberg versus Lesnar was just 
I mean, it, it completely shit on the Festival of Friendship, which could have been the best Mania match going of that time, uh, of that of that era. But um, you asked me back then, I would have been like, he's overrated. Just get rid of him, get him off my TV. But Cowboy Brock, man, like it just completely changed everything and my entire outlook. And then when Heyman turned on him, it was like, holy shit. Like I actually want to see him beat Reigns now, you know, it's just a completely different picture. I think he's exactly where he not only, uh, should be, but where he deserves to be. The dude's an absolute legend. He's a part-timer that can absolutely get away with being a part-timer. Just don't stick the fucking belt on him for 400 goddamn days and have him defend it six times in a year. Like it's just, you know, that, that part of his career, I, I believe was definitely overrated. Um, but like where he's at and, you know, looking at the, the grand picture of things as of his entire career, I think it's exactly how it should have went. I want to say overrated. And here's why. I do think Cowboy Brock was definitely fun. And I thought the character was, was an interesting reinvention of a character that, you know, could definitely have used an interesting reinvention. Where the problem comes for me for Brock Lesnar is what was the last really, really great Brock Lesnar match? And if your answer is Daniel Bryan, I think I might have made my point. Because I think that's where my answer goes. He is the only person that got a legitimately entertaining match out of the Amos, though. Yes. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that Brock Lesnar isn't, you know, reliable. But we're talking about a guy who I think people sort of see and that's still that main event level. And the reality is that just the wrestling, at his peak, I think people underrated Brock Lesnar as how good of a wrestler he really was. Yeah. And how unique of a wrestler he was in those early 2000s runs. And even in the second run of Brock Lesnar. Now, I don't know. I, I just don't know the last time I've like really sat down and even said Brock Lesnar just delivered a four-star performance. And the the sad reality is Brock Lesnar's best wrestling skill might be his selling. Yep. And if you never let him sell, then what are, again, what are we doing here? No, I agree with you 100%. Because Brock Lesnar is a great, all-time great seller. And his, um, his match with AJ Styles is still one of my favorite WWE matches of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was, Crim- that was a criminally underrated match. Rylan, Butch. Underrated. Underrated because his name is Butch. And his name should be fucking Pete Dunn. His name is actually Peter England, as we learned last week on Wall Media. But uh, Pete Dunn, Butch, whatever. Uh, this guy is a tremendous talent. Uh, holding the record for the NXT UK uh, title before Walter got there and had a five-star match with him. Um he, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that he has some placement with the Brawling Brutes, but um, I just would love to see him as a solo again. I, I think that this guy has underrated charisma because it's not, he, he's not out here cutting like fantastical promos like your, your big E's or, or, uh, you know, anybody else. Like, but it's all physical charisma. In the ring, this guy has so much charisma, the way he attacks body parts, the way he wrestles. like, And I think that the, the crowd will eventually take to it as long as you feature it properly. So right now, he's underrated. Mick? 
Butch. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Uh, when he his first feud with uh, Tyler Bate was like beauty like you're talking like uh an nxt black and gold era it was fit right in with that it was just a, it was awesome wrestling um where he's at now it's it, it, it's almost insulting if he was i think if he was like maybe four inches taller he'd probably go a lot further with uh you know within the the, the main roster itself but um yeah i don't think there's really anything more to be said than he's just like he 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 needs to be able to show the wide mainstream audience what he's capable of and i don't think that uh you know i don't think people would disagree if they were able to see that yeah that's clean sweep for me butch is underrated he is he deserves so much more and he is very 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 talented and yeah it's a shame that wwe won't feature people like him the shame his name is bush should be featured yeah, it what a stupid name. Awesome He's still wearing that newsboy hat. Like, Goonther so was like the only decent change where I thought was absolutely so stupid. And I was like, that'll never work. And it compl- I was completely proven wrong. Butch, I was like, for right from day one, I was like, this is this is absolute garbage. Like, I've known him for years as Pete Dunn. Why the hell isn't he Pete Dunn? <laughs> like, I people say that you're going to get over the names. I'm still not over the Viking Raiders. That's still a garbage <laughs> name. War Machine was so cool. Yeah, they were. Here's another one that's going to be interesting. Chad Gable. Rylan. Uh, underrated. Um, this guy is a phenomenon in the ring. Uh, the crowd loves this gimmick he's doing right now. He's a guy who's proven he can do comedy. He can do... Uh, serious stuff, obviously, w- with American Alpha, and with, I believe he tagged with uh, Bobby Roode as well as like a, a good tag team. What, there was another one. What was the other one? He, he's done a lot of tag work. Regardless, um, he is so much better than they've ever given him credit for. This is a guy who got fans to cheer for him as Shorty G. Not many. Yeah, oh god, Shorty G. Um, and this is, he's been dealt crap and, and produced diamonds in some aspects. Like, I don't think this group of his was ever supposed to get over to the point where he's being booed by the crowd so loud that he can't talk on the mic. The shoosh thing has gotten over as big as it has. Um, these guys are not, you know, your top of the line or top tier tag team, but they're former champions, number one. And number two, th- he's reliable. Like he's always been reliable to have a great match. We talked about it earlier with Baron Corbin. So, uh, yeah, I, I shorty G underrated Mick Chad Gable. I think it's going to be another echo chamber tonight there. Cause I think he is, I, I think he is underrated, uh, especially, uh, but, but I don't think he's underappreciated though. Because, uh, I mean, like, uh, again, he's very much similar to uh, Pete Dunne, where he's he's probably just a little bit uh, too short to really be the uh, the, 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 the super megastar that WWE is, uh, you know, could have made out of him. Um, but, I mean, the dude is huge. Like, in real life, he's, he's short, but the guy is an absolute brick wall. And 
completely, absolutely athletically gifted. Um, he's charismatic as hell. And the, the biggest testament, I think, to that is especially recently when they brought uh, Maxime Dupree in. With the, I thought that was saying that Otis was going to go over to Maximum Male Models and just be made a complete comedy character. I did not expect at all for Maxine Dupree to become part of the uh, the Alpha Academy, which was actually really cool to see. So um, I'd say underrated overall, but I think he's kind of where he should be at this moment. So as I said, I don't see him. I don't see him as world champion, but um, I don't think he has to be either. I think that Chad Gable is about five inches and 30 pounds away from being Kurt Angle and have been treated like Kurt Angle. Like, I will say this encounter to, to Mick. If I was running a company, there are very few people I would want more than I want Chad Gable. Like... The guy can do everything. He can he can wrestle amazing matches. He is technically gifted. He is athletically sound. He can lift guys and do you know Germans off of people he have no business hitting German suplexes on. He is incredibly charismatic and funny and entertaining. He brings things to gimmicks that have no business to get anything, any kind of response from the fans. And he's turning that into some truly amazing stuff. So yeah, Chad Gable, I still think despite the fact that I do think people are not really sleeping on Chad Gable in that way anymore. I do think he is still underrated. That's true. Ryland Charlotte Flair. It's a toss up between overrated and right where she belongs because I can't knock Charlotte Flair's wrestling ability. She is easily one of the best women wrestlers we've had um, probably of all time. Uh, Again, technically sound gifted in that aspect. Um, Not however, a character that I think we have always needed to be shoved down our throats and we've kind of gotten over Charlotte Flair. We're tired of Charlotte Flair. And so that's, that's right there. That's where I'll say she's overrated. Um, but she has pulled some great matches out of thin air and, and, and pretty much always delivers on the big stage. So yeah, I'm going to still go with overrated, but there's an asterisk there. And definitely I could say that she's probably right where she belongs. Mick. Flair. <sighs> She's a tough one because I think to, to me, she has the star power. She's probably the face of the, or the female face of the, the company as she probably should be. Um, but God damn it. She needs a facelift and I'm not talking, you know, physical. I'm talking, she needs a new character because every time she leaves, she comes back, she gets pushed right in the, into the title picture. And then, you know, she's, goes for her 21st, 22nd fucking world championship. <laughs> like, obviously they, they want to give her the dues that, uh, you know, that she's, uh, the family heritage, the, the, the flair line and everything else. Um, but I don't, I personally don't think she's as good as people, as, as, as people push her to be, because there's so many, so much discussion about how talented she is in the ring. I've seen some really sloppy matches from Charlotte and it can't always be her fault. I mean, uh, she's, she's definitely worked with some greener women in there and it makes her look kind of sloppy. Um, but I don't know, man, like she's, she, she is one of the greats without doubt. 
I just think she's so overpushed, and to me, that makes her overrated. I I have to disagree with you guys. I think that she's underrated, and the big selling point for me for Charlotte Flair is I, I'm going to say the same thing that I said about I'm trying to remember who I said it about about Becky or about uh, Bianca Belair, I think, or I guess I'll say the reverse of what I've said for Brock Lesnar. When was the last big match that you saw? of Charlotte Flair that was bad. Does she have sloppy matches? Sure. On TV. But if you're talking about a big pay-per-view and against, you know, a, even a half-decent opponent, those matches are usually really, really great. Even if the booking isn't really good, she got about maybe the best... Her and Asuka, I think, won 1A for the best match that Ronda Rousey's ever wrestled. She's had, she had a great match with Rhea Ripley recently, which, you know, Rhea Ripley's very good, but, you know, it's still, uh, obviously she's had other, you know, with all of the horsewomen, she's had incredible matches. The finisher is really, really amazing, legendary. She hits so many different, like her offense is so varied and so interesting. I agree. There's, you know, concerns with the promo stuff. There's concerns with the character and she is pushed too much, certainly. But if we're talking about just perception about Charlotte Flair, no, she's really, really good. And I think people I think people sleep on that way too often. I think her match versus Rousey at uh, WrestleMania was a flopper, but maybe I'm in the uh, the, the minority there. Rylan, there's another. This is, this is one I think is good, could be a doozy. Rylan, Cody Rhodes. Um, right where he belongs, to, but also leaning towards slightly overrated. Um, I love Cody Rhodes. Don't get me wrong, but and and I think that his WWE run has been the best run of his entire career. But if I'm talking about his um, his career in AEW, um, if I'm talking about just how he's been perceived, like there's been plenty of Cody Rhodes matches that I've been like that that match kind of sucked. There's been plenty of Cody Rhodes matches that I thought were great, but I think it especially in that later uh those later years in AEW um i definitely think that he was on the overrated side um but it where if we're talking just WWE stuff and since his return right where he belongs for me uh mick cody rhodes i think he's another toffee because uh so cody rhodes has all the makings of being the face of the company and i still firmly believe i don't care what the, the the story or the background or what the 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 big plan was he should have beat roman reigns they had all the fire in the world and that would have been the biggest pop of the night by far if they just went through with it instead of giving us some bullshit about oh well, it's not cody rose time he needs to face adversity i was like he came back from an injury and he was completely deshelved and he had an absolute stellar match while half of his body was purple like i don't know how much overcoming adversity else you need especially when it was leading up to everything with reigns like they should have done it uh i don't know if he's like should is he where he should be i don't know i think he should have the title on him but i think perception of him though is he might be leaning towards the overrated especially bringing his last the the last part of his run in AEW. Uh WWE right now, I again I I'd, I'd have to agree. I think he's being maybe a little underutilized. Uh but 
you know, maybe he just has to be at that upper mid card. I, I don't know, man. He's a hard one. He's it's so difficult with Cody because I do think his strength is his promos, his ability to draw on his history. Like his character is so well figured out, especially in WWE and AEW got confused and awkward. But in WWE, he has his character so well figured out, and it's a very good character and a consistently good character, and one that doesn't really need to change anytime soon. We'll talk about, like, I mean, yes, the match with Seth was the the one in particular, the the cell match with Seth was an all time great match, and was a Herculean feat that I hope he never repeats ever, ever, ever again. But this whole run so far has, aside from that one match, and I do think like the other matches with Seth were good, certainly, but like part of me says, come on, it's Seth Rollins. But like, I, I think my perception on him might change in a few months, but right now I think Cody's a little overrated. We'll move on. Rylan, Damian Priest. I'm going to say I enjoy that this, I've enjoyed this guy more in his WWE run than I ever enjoyed, like anything he ever did in, um, in Ring of Honor. But I, but I'm going to say overrated with Damian Priest. I think that. Him having money in the bank is not a big deal. Uh, that's it's fine, but I do think that it's this. It should have been L.A. Knight, and I do think that sometimes WWE needs to learn to pull the trigger on the guy who's getting the reactions and selling the merchandise and doing all that. Sometimes you don't always have to stick to your plan. Um, L.A. Knight's been a guy who I I think has been great so to have him not come up the winner in that match and have it be damian priest i don't know like i i'm excited to see what he can do with seth and i'm excited to see what he can do maybe with a world championship but i just think that uh i just i I don't see much with him past judgment day right now um that's why i'm not really super high on them teasing this group imploding soon because I, I'm not, I don't think that this guy has much else after this. I think that he was doing fine beforehand, having some good matches, uh, had a great match with Bad Bunny. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, again, I, I, uh, I'm not sure that this, this is a guy who I'm looking at as a world champion. So I'm going to say overrated. Mick, Damien Priest. I'm going to say he is exactly where he belongs. Uh, he, I think people slept on him when he first came over to NXT because he actually, uh, his, his in-ring stuff is, is great. He had a great look to him. He had a sweet name too. Again, I mean, Damien Priest is a cool name, but like Punishment Martinez was just, it was dope. I, I, again, it was, it's like they were, they're trying to like give it a little less color, I guess. Uh, you know, the same, same getting rid of War Machine, the same idea. They were trying to make it a little more, uh, casual friendly, but I think, after Judgment Day, I don't think he's got anything left in the tank. He's, uh, I think, 
he he got to the main roster and to WWE specifically. I think it was just a little too late in his career. Um, his when he first got on the main roster, his promo skills were atrocious. They were just non-existent. His first his first appearance with Edge was so awkward, like he didn't belong. Um, now don't get me wrong. You know, I had a very special moment with Mr. Priest in Kingston last year while we stared each other down from across the arena, which was super cool. Um, but I think where he is going is fine right now. I just don't think that uh, there's going to be anything really there. I, I don't think there's much past Judgment Day either, really. I think once this is done, he's he's going to either retire or kind of fade into a, an, a, man, a management role. But uh, it'd be interesting to see where it goes, I suppose. So I'm going to put him at about where he belongs. Um, I would lean towards overrated, but I want to wait and see until after he's had one, the title run and two, the opportunity to actually lead his own faction before I put any judgment one way or the other on where Damien Priest is at. Cause if he, can pull off either of those. I'm not super, you know, optimistic about it. But if you can pull off either of those, then I would, you know, be wrong immediately. So I'll, I'll push for now. If, if you had to press me to do one or the other, it'd be overrated. But I will, I will push for now. Rylan, we're moving on to Dolph Ziggler. You know what? Uh, this guy has always been criminally underrated. Uh, the fans liked him real hard at one point, but they gave up on him real fast. And I don't think that that was necessarily fair. I think that he had a lot left in the tank company also gave up on him, which didn't help. Um, but this guy is just a phenomenon in the ring. Like it doesn't matter who he's wrestling. He's going out there with the crazy ass selling and phenomenal. He pulled great matches out of the Miz. Like this is not a guy who we, we look at and we think great matches when we think about the Miz, but Dolph, when you put him in there with Dolph Ziggler, it's it's a show stealer. Um, he has always been great at making everybody look awesome and deserved more runs with that big gold belt than than he deserved or than than he got rather. So yeah, I'd say underrated for Dolph. Honestly, I think oh, I don't know, man. I think he's right where he belongs. Uh, like, I think when you're seeing some of his, uh, I guess his post NXT, I guess just like some of the stuff with, uh, with like Big E and Vicky Guerrero and some of his, uh, his earlier stuff, um, I, or, or mid, mid range, I guess. I don't know where it was. It's nothing special. I don't think like he's, don't get me wrong. He is an absolute workhorse. And I mean, he was kind of in a sleeper match uh, in the live event that we saw him in too. Dude's a freak athletically. Um, but I just don't think he has the, like the, 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 the total it factor to be on TV on a weekly basis or sitting there covering the, uh, the, the face of the company. I don't think that he's either un I don't think he's really underrated though. Uh, like, cause people give him his dues. I mean, the dude's absolutely great at what he does. Uh, the Miz run or the Miz feud was absolutely stellar. Like the, the, the intercontinental championship runs or the, the feud that he was part of there. Uh, absolutely really, really interesting to see. And it made me actually want to watch Dolph Ziggler, but then he went 
from doing stuff like that to the killer of the NXT call-ups because everyone seemed to feud with Dolph Ziggler. So much, in fact, that 2K, same thing. You come out of your career mode, you start feuding with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, and it's just, I don't know, man. I think it's, I don't think the company has done him a disservice. He definitely hasn't done himself any disservice. I just think he's kind of where he should be. There is value to being the person whose job it is is to make other people look good. And we're going to go back and look back at Dolph Ziggler's career when it's all said and done and be able to list off truly how many people he made look good. And to be honest with you, even recently, the best match of Drew McIntyre's title reign, which is not saying a lot, but it was it was Dolph Ziggler. The best match of Kofi's title reign was Dolph Ziggler. He went down to NXT, had a solid run there. And, you know, he's sort of the guy who's in the role of, okay, we need somebody to go out there who isn't necessarily, you know, the best whatever worker or whatever it happens to be, and we need somebody who's going to make them look like absolute gold. And that that's a role that I do think isn't valued nearly enough. So I'll say Dolph Ziggler's underrated. Rylan, I, I don't know if there's anybody I'm more excited to talk about than this one. Dominic Mysterio. Um, hmm. That's, that's a good question, because if you would have asked me this question uh, pre-Judgment Day, Dominic Mysterio, I would have said, overrated, send him to NXT. However, <laughs> sometimes... When you give someone a fresh coat of paint and let them run with it, it it becomes super successful. And what Dominic Mysterio has been able to do since joining the Judgment Day is become a completely believable character, um, completely uh, hilarious character, and not even not even in your face funny, subtly, very much so. And one of the biggest heels in the world right now. This guy's getting reactions that MJF's getting in in the towns that people boo him. Uh, he's getting just nuclear heat. And it's great. Honestly, I do think it's great because this guy was, a guy, again, somebody who I thought was floundering while he was tagged with his dad. A guy who was there to, I think the most entertaining thing I saw him do was sell for Brock Lesnar. In a uh, a feud where Ray and Brock were were, were feuding, I don't remember w- when it was. It was during one of Brock Lesnar's mega runs, but um, no, Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dom, uh, he he's he's definitely right now. I think, um, just starting to show us that he had a lot more than he was able to show for a long time. So I'm saying that this guy is great right where he's at. Uh, I'll probably agree with that. I don't, again, I don't, I don't follow religiously right now, but obviously I've, I've, you know, Dom's a pretty big face for the company right now as a heel. Uh, but his character work uh, seriously did surprise me because when he was just, you know, white meat, baby face, boy of Mysterio, he was super boring. Uh, you could tell that like the, a lot of the, the holes in his, uh, in his experience were, uh, playing as day he had no spot or he had no right to be on the main roster as 
the majority of the wrestling community pointed out. Uh, I really did want to see what he could have accomplished on NXT because I think that, especially that NXT 2.0 would have really, really fit with uh, Mysterio as his like uh, comeuppance. Um, but he got lucky. Uh, and maybe there was a little bit of, uh, you know, creative magic at play with him as well, but he played into it. He did everything that he could with it. And, uh, he's made it very apparent that he is quite a capable talent. Uh, that being said, I don't know what he's got left after judgment day either. Um, I guess we'll have to see. I think he's definitely got more potential than say Damien Priest does at the end of this. Uh, and I, I kind of still at the end of this, I kind of want to see what he does on NXT. Uh, well, he, I, I think he is, probably yeah, gonna, he, he is the North American champion. North, yeah, right. He's the North American champion right now. So I mean, maybe that's plays into part of that game plan. I'd like to see kind of where that goes up from there, but uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I I don't know if maybe some of the heat he's got is actual genuine go away heat. I know when he first kind of was started the Judgment Day, it did seem kind of like that. But uh, <laughs> as goofy as it is, the Prison Dom thing has really worked for him, and it's brought a new light into it. So well, I, I I am interested to see where his story takes him because he's still young. He's got a lot of room to grow. I hope that uh, I hope we haven't seen the last of what he's capable of. In deference to the success of the current run, I will put Dominic Mysterio as uh, where he where he's at. Comma, however, <laughs> it still hasn't translated to the ring, and yeah, that yeah, is, I think, I, I was going to say he. We've seen him wrestle his dad and then do tag matches, but I will say I did catch a little bit of the match that he had against Wesley and. Uh, I cannot remember who else at the great American bash the other night. And that was a great match. So we'll fight, but you're, you're not wrong though, Kyle. You're not like he has not been doing a lot of wrestling. He is. And that's he's the big, awesome at yeah. the uh, outside interactions and the, uh, the, the, the third man getting involved though. Mm-hmm. Again, has, has shown great ability as a character and as a manager. I want to see what it looks like once he actually has to sort of stand in the ring on his own. And I do think this NXT run is going to really put him in the opportunity to see him in the light. And if he's able to succeed and impress, then good on him. I hope he continues to run with it. Rylan, Drew McIntyre. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I think Drew underutilized, but right where he belongs. Um, not no knock on like, um, what he's been doing with lately with Walter or anything like, or sorry, with Gunther or anything like that. But I just, I feel like this guy's got so much more than they're, uh, they're, they're allowing to, 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 for him to do. And I feel like the crowd isn't quite there with him. Like they were leading into the pandemic WrestleMania. I feel like we were getting there and then obviously the pandemic happened. He did carry some of those pay-per-views, but the matches weren't always fantastic. And not to say that he got stale, but when he did lose the championship, it wasn't like anyone was clamoring for him to get it back right away. So I'll say right. I'm actually going to say, I'm actually going to say, I think he did get stale. Um, 
let me preface that, of course, with Drew McIntyre is an absolute beast, and I absolutely loved his return. I don't think they capitalized on him enough after his call-up from NXT because what he was doing in NXT was looking really, really, really good. Um, but again, that was that was the black and gold era. It was right at the tail end of the black and gold where I think you know NXT, NXT could almost do no wrong. And his current day stuff, just nothing that he does really interests me. Uh, I thought it was a stinker that he was coming back and going, we're, we're rerunning this uh, Gunther program again. Um, the dudes are, are awesome in the ring and you know, it's again, it's big meaty men slapping meat. But um, other than that, I mean, I think the guy would look great as the world heavyweight champion. I don't necessarily want to see it though. So I think he, you know, for me, he's a little overrated. I'm going to say underrated. And here's why. I think that Drew McIntyre, especially in the ring, is at his best when he is against somebody smaller than him who can run with him. And the biggest problem that WWE keeps running into with him is that they keep putting him in there with big guys because he can go toe-to-toe with them. I will say that that triple threat at WrestleMania stole the show. 100%. Truly transcendent Haas fight match. But it's kind of put him in that corner of like, oh, this is a Haas wrestler. He wrestles against other big guys. He can, but he's so much better when he gets to show off how all of his athleticism, he gets to show off his his acrobatics as well that people really sleep on him for. You know, you talked about NXT. People forget because, you know, some of the the things that were going on. But that run he had going there against some smaller guys, he was, he could go with all of them. It was kind of a shame that he got hurt in that match with Almas because that was building up to be an all-time great. And, yeah, I, I think that Drew would be better served in a role where he didn't have to be the person who has to fight big guys all the time. Walter's dirt that Gunther will say is different. And we'll talk about him when we get to him, but yeah, I think that McIntyre is underrated because I don't think they utilize him properly in the ring in particular. Rylan, where are you at with edge? Oh, it's hard because Edge has come back, and Edge has had some okay matches since he's come back with guys like AJ Styles, guys like Finn Balor. Um, And when you have those names associated with your match, you expect it to be at a certain level. Um, And it it didn't reach that level. Um, However, like, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Edge has got one of those guys who I think is going to have one of the most incredible career stories to tell just you know a guy who started in the attitude era worked his way through the ruthless ruthless aggression era and then in 2011 retired came back seven years later to finish this story <laughs> to finish his story so this is the, the tale we, we cody has to watch right now is this one because edge is finishing his story at 50 years old and there was a big injury and a layoff. So Cody better be careful because 
They come for everybody. No. Um, Edge, I'm going to say right where he belongs. Out of respect. Mick, Edge. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Um, I think again, I think right now he's uh, definitely getting to the, uh, the, the end of his career. I don't think we need to see him in a main event run. We don't need to see him in any other, you know, huge thrilling matchups or I think he's exactly what he needs to be doing. He needs to be winding down his career. Dude's 100% hall of fame worthy. And uh, I mean, if you ask, uh, you know, 13 year old Nick, what you thought of edge when you're, you're still talking, that would have been, uh, like Prior to the Ruthless Aggression, I'd be like, yeah, the, the tag team dude with Christian. And I never would have thought that he'd ever have a super successful solo run. But the dude's had a brilliant career, man. It's, uh, you know, give him his dues, man. It's time to wrap up. I'm about in the same place. Like, the thing about it is, considering his age and, you know, where he's at in terms of the miles he's taken, he still delivers good matches. Like, they're not, like, he's not, you know, tearing the house down or whatever it is. But despite the fact that he and Finn Balor had a truly nasty hard way bump in the middle of that, that match was really good. And yeah, Edge Edge at this point can hold his own, which I feel like there there is an element of it does have to be against the right opponent, but he's almost 50. Like that there's an element of that where it's just gonna have to be that. And the fact that Edge can continue to hold his own at this point in his career is telling that he is, you know, worthy of that placement and that thought. Honestly, I feel, I mean, and obviously different companies, but I feel the same way about Edge as I do about Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. And Jericho for me is one of the all-time goats. Um, But again, it's, I think it's time for them to hang up their boots, man. They're just getting too old. I don't want to see them into that, that, Hogan mindset or that, uh, you know, Terry Funk mindset or, or Ric Flair where they got to wrestle to the end of fucking time. Like just, man, hang it up, boys. You guys had great goes. Rylan, Finn Balor. Finn Balor's underrated. Um, this Judgment Day run has been significantly better than most of what he's done on the main roster. I think they overused the demon character and didn't make it special enough. And then having it, having the demon lose also takes a shine off that. He's lost twice now to Roman and Edge. Um, so under, underrated for sure for me. I just feel like there, there's, there's so much more you could have done with Finn. Always a great guy to watch in the ring. I think he's a fine promo dependent upon what you've got. I think he's a better heel than he is a babyface when it comes to promo. Um, but I also, you know, like, I don't feel like we ever got a full baby face run with him doing anything significant. So, um, yeah, underrated for sure. Mick Finn Balor. Yep. Echo chamber. Once again, um, I'm going to say underrated. Uh, and again, that's all stemming from once again, his, his run in NXT dude was an absolute beast. And I think they kind of thundered him in. Uh, now again, the injury didn't help any cause he was the first ever universal champion, which, uh, should have been absolutely stellar for him moving forward. I mean, this is a guy that was a, a smaller guy that legitimately beat Roman Reigns and no one seemed to have an issue with it. Um, and then it just, he, his, his shtick kind of grew old after fact, the demon, the shine got taken away from that. Um, and now as much as I like him as part of the judgment day, I don't see what he's going to do 
post Judgment Day either. I don't know what they have left in store from him. And I mean, Balor's not a young cat either. I mean, he's getting to the end of his, and you know, I'm sure he's uh, the dude. Just like Edge, he, he still looks like a million bucks, and he can still 100% go in the ring. Um, but I just don't know where else he can go. I mean, I guess kind of it's more he's exactly where he should be, I suppose, at this point in his career. But uh, again, I think there was a lot of missed boats on Finn Balor, which I believe makes him underrated. I think we're at the place for me where I think Finn Balor is exactly where he deserves to be. I think it's an unfortunate reality with Finn Balor is that he was just always at his best in an upper mid card place. And I feel like we can talk about that as, you know, miss, miss potential or whatever it happens to be. And I think there's an element of that, certainly. But at the same time, I just think that he was such a great workhorse guy that it was hard to have him for the company to have him be anywhere else than to be, you know, the, the ultimate workhorse guy. I still remember him going over to, uh, to compete in uh, NXT UK pay-per-view matches. Like this is the guy you would, you would bring out and, and bust out to bring the house down if you really wanted him to. I think at this point in his career, I don't think he has the same, he can't get to that same level as he could uh, when he was a little bit younger, but he's still a very, very good wrestler. And I don't know that anybody looks at Finn Balor and doesn't see that he's uber talented. So I'd say he's about where he deserves. I, I, I definitely, again, if I'm going one way or the other, I would lean underrated, but I feel like he gets his flowers for sure. Speaking of getting his flowers, Rylan, where are you at with Gunther? this guy's right where he should be. I, I, I think that uh, certainly if you would have asked me at the beginning of this IC title run where he's at, I would say he's underrated. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about it. Like the fans all across the world have come to appreciate Gunther. We understand what, what we're getting into when we have him defend that intercontinental title. And it's become a fun thing to, to look forward to on these WWE shows that have consistently had better matches. And a lot of that has to do with the work that Gunther's put in over the last while. So I think right now where he's sitting, I think he's right where he belongs. Mick Gunther. Yep. Uh, Really nothing further to add on Gunther other than the fact that uh, I kind of want a little bit of fantasy booking. I want to see him just relinquish the intercontinental title because it's not uh, worth keeping anymore. I want to see the big gold strap on him. I think that uh, he's definitely would be capable of doing that, but uh, he's definitely not underrated. I don't think he's overrated. People might've slept on him in the beginning, but uh, the dude's proven that he's got a spot on the roster. And I think, I think he deserves to be at the top. I'm going to say that Gunther is underrated because I don't think people give him the credit. I think everyone says, oh, Gunther's really, really great. No, he is the best big match wrestler in the company and is starting to approach the best big match wrestler in the history of the company. Like, we don't talk about how many truly great matches this guy has had, and he hasn't even been here that long. Like, he was in NXT UK forever. And, oh, by the way, he had two match-of-the-year candidates working for NXT UK. You go through everything with him. Uh, 
Tyler Bate, he, I think he had an amazing match with him. Pete Dunne, obviously, oh my goodness, uh, the matches he had with the match he had with Pete Dunne, and then getting onto the main roster. This guy is a big part of Sheamus' career revitalization. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for a person to have basically turned a 180 on the fan perception of Sheamus. Let him take the strap off Reigns, man. Yeah, like I mean, that's the thing is I. He, to me, what Walter or what I keep, I keep making that mistake. To me, what Gunther is is everything that the WWE thought that Brock Lesnar was. That's what High Gunther praise. is. High and praise. I think that, and I think that's that's where I'm at with him. So yeah, do I think that people say that that Gunther is a very great, is like a great wrestler? Yes. Do I hear him talked about in that sense? No. And I think that's where he belongs. We're going to end up cutting this in half because we are running super long. So we're going to do two more names and then we'll call it for this particular episode. Rylan, where are you at with Eosky? Um, I don't want to say underrated because I mean, she's women's money in the bank right now. Like she's, she consistently has great matches. And I think that while I don't think damage control was as successful as it could have been, I do think that her emergence on the main roster was way better than I expected it to be. And I think there was a big concern when she was on NXT about her, her debut and what it was going to be like. There were even rumors that she was going to go back to Japan and we didn't know what we were going to do with her. And you know, I think that she's been successful. I think that they're they're definitely not sleeping on her. So I think she's right where she needs to be. Mick? I think that she's underrated, but they're waking up and they're actually figuring out that uh, they've got a uh, an absolute star on their hands with her. Uh, I want to see I want to see more of her in Asuka. Uh, it's it's been teased and teased, and they've they've kind of tested the waters a little bit of it, but. Uh, Man, you look at her work from Japan, and then some of some of the stuff that she was able to do in NXT, but not uh, nothing nothing has come close. Like I think that people are still sleeping big time on her, and if they actually give her a worthy push, she's going to shock the shit out of everyone. The best moonsault of all time, and I will hear no argument about this. She is. It's hard for me too. I'm actually going to say underrated. I was going to say that she's about where she belongs, but no, I don't think people see her at that again, that high upper echelon level that she belongs in. And I think we're finally going to get to see her unlocked in that way. I think damage control was a nice way to reintroduce her and get her, the fans sort of paying attention to her in that way. I think Bailey served a very important role in getting uh, both her and Dakota Kai a big push. Unfortunately, Dakota Kai's injuries failed her. But for EO, yeah, no, the sky's the limit, no pun intended, and I think she belongs at that upper upper echelon. Absolutely agree. Last name we're going to do before we wrap for this particular episode, we're definitely going to do the back half of this uh, as a future episode, but... This it's it's been a little bit longer than I expected, but you know it's it's been good conversation. I think Rylan Jay Uso. That's hard. That's hard because, mm-hmm. like, I think he's currently doing some really great work, so he probably is right where he belongs. 
But I think if this run has proven anything, it's that he spent the entirety of his career being very underrated. Because we've seen some great stuff from Jay Uso over the last few you a few years. Um not only like in ring, but like all the, the promos, the backstage stuff, like it's been fantastic. So I'm gonna lean towards underrated. Mick. Uh I would have said right up until the Uso penitentiary, I would have said that he was incredibly overrated. Um I think both Usos were just they were I, I, I felt that they were kind of in the at least the tag team title picture more often than they should have been. Uh but when they were finally let loose and given at least a bit of freedom to be more than just a couple of island boys blew the, you know, blew, blew the roof off the cell because uh, they absolutely killed it. And now that he's in more of a, I mean, he's still in the, in the title picture, but again, now with current events uh, that I haven't been closely following along, he's uh, more into the, as a single star, I think he's more of where he should be. Um, every time I think about the Usos, thinking, yeah, it's just the Usos. I never get disappointed watching their matches. They're absolute. both of them are incredible workers. Um, and they can prove with the bloodline story that they are main event TV. So I think it's, you know, it's, it went from criminally underrated to probably just on par where I think, again, the company's waking up on what he should be or where he should be. I don't know how people watched the rivalry between the Usos and the New Day and didn't come away with saying every single one of those people should be world champion at some point. Like, that was the thing for, for, for me, I feel like with a lot of this stuff, it's very much been, hey, where have you been? And I, I think I'm going to, I'll put him at underrated. I do think he is getting a lot of flowers at this point in time as well. I think a lot of people are seeing what Jay, especially particularly Jay, has been able to show off in the singles push and in this this feud with with Roman and and previously the feud with Sammy and everything that that his acting chops are rock solid but again i've been out here watching the the video game channel up up down down and he's been you know he's been this charisma machine the whole time he's been this sort of character the whole time I don't know if you remember the build-up to Kofi Mania, where they had to do that tag team gauntlet match and the Usos forfeit. Um, all-time great, yeah. like moment, a t- TV wrestling moment. That that one lives deep down. And like, if you want to talk about, because I think everyone knew that the Usos were amazing wrestlers in the ring, but go back and watch the trial of Sami Zayn. And then go back and watch it again. It's the, no, they deserve, they deserve more than people even really give them credit for. And the tragedy is, I think if these guys weren't identical twins, Vince would have broken them up and made them single stars five years ago. And I think that's ultimately the tragedy of the Usos is that I think people saw and they would have been single stars if they weren't identical twins. And it really, it did take Jimmy getting hurt yep. badly for WWE to actually push Jay as a single star, which that's very sad, mm-hmm. but I'm glad he's getting it now. I still think 
a little bit underrated, but I am glad that people are seeing it now. So that has been our first, I guess, first episode of, of Over Under. I think we're going to be doing this again at least a couple times, dropping this as a bonus show. Mick, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I actually think that uh, I did not believe that we were going to agree as much as we did. So, uh, you know, this is absolutely fantastic to be on. Thank you very much for that last second invite that uh, I truly appreciated. Yeah, uh, Rylan. Do you have any parting thoughts before we get out of here? No, just except for that this was super fun, and definitely we have to do this again as a bonus show because uh, I think over-under is something that we can certainly get into uh, with, a, with a lot of different topics in wrestling. So, yeah, I'm excited to do this again. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think over-under is hopefully the fans enjoy it. I think this could become a, a recurring bonus thing. So thank you so much, and you have been walloped. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.